Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Dick Vet podcast. My name is Stephen Ray and first off I'd just like to say thank you very much for streaming or downloading this episode. Uh, I really think you'll find it beneficial and you'll learn something about what it's like to, to study here at the University of Edinburgh. So episode one is all about the Easterbush campus and we look at everything from you know the canteen uh, to the gym. Um, I've also got two guests uh, with me today so there's not as much talking from me. One of them is Zoe Ennis who's a veterinary student herself so she will give you all the ins and outs about the facilities here. Also halfway through uh, I cut to an interview that I had with uh, David Argyle um, and we chat about his role as the head of the vet school and you know about his thought process when he's making decisions and you know really chat about how he's managed to foster this kind of dick vet community that that we've got here so that's a really great chat uh but yeah i'll kind of have a bit less chat from me and and I'll, i'll move you on to the main bulk of the podcast but yeah once again thank you very much for downloading and here we go episode one all about easterbush campus I'm very pleased to introduce one of our very own vet students to the show, Zoe Ennis. Hello. Uh, you're fourth year veterinary medicine student here at the Royal Dick. Yes, right? about to start. Oh, thank you very much for, for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Um, so before we get started, uh, if you're not aware, the Easterbridge campus is just one of the campuses which the University of Edinburgh has. So Zoe, what do you think makes this campus special and, you know, and what does it offer a veterinary student such as yourself? Um, I think what's great about this campus is, A, that it's not far from the city, that you can sort of access all of the good that Edinburgh has to offer while also having its own separate sense of community. And I think it's really nice to sort of have that space where it's everyone who's super like-minded and you know that everyone who who you interact with is interested in all the same things. And it just really fosters a good sense of kind of communal learning and that everyone's in it together yeah um and it was built just in 2011 yeah it's brand new it's brand new and shiny and it looks good um so surely the facilities here you have are second to none Mm -hmm. no it's fantastic how important is that as a vet student it's definitely important especially when you're learning things that involve technology to have that technology sort of up to date and the newest version of everything really makes a huge difference it's not just the courses which are done at Easter Bush, though. There's a couple of other things that are going on. I know you've got the Roslyn Institute, for example, and uh, Jim McCaw, which mm-hmm. is uh, Jean Morshig International Centre for Animal Welfare Education. Can you just run me through what these things are and kind of how they integrate into Easter Bush as a whole? Yeah, so Roslyn is the research arm of the sort of animal, or the animal research arm, I suppose, of the vet school and the entire greater university as a whole. Um, and there is a whole bunch of really world-class research. It's really prestigious um, institution and it's quite well recognized globally, which, I mean, it's fantastic if you can sort of spout out some of the main major findings that Roslyn has done. Dolly the sheep solves a big one. Exactly. <laughs> everyone knows Dolly and the second you bring it up, everyone goes, knows exactly where you're talking about and where you're from and what's going on. Um, I think having that kind of recognition is a great opportunity in terms of your personal branding and where you're going after school. But I think it's also really useful in terms of the opportunities that students here get. Um, I personally work at Roslyn during the summer and you know anything like that 
is really beneficial as a student. Um, I know a lot of people do their student research components at Roslyn. Another big subset of people will do them in animal welfare at the other institute. Chemical. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think having both of those institutes so nearby, just sort of a, all your professors and everything are really current in those things. You know, if you're having a biochemistry lecture, it's going to be given by a biochemist, not by a veterinarian who somewhat knows the area. Um, same goes for anything that's animal behavior related. We get a lot of that sort of stuff and a lot of animal welfare education in our veterinary course. And having people who are from those areas and are kind of world-class leaders in those areas teaching you is both kind of inspiring, but it's also just a really good um, opportunity. Yeah, so you know you're getting kind of the most up-to-date, relevant exactly. information in your field. And yeah. I guess that's really important when you specialize as well mm -hmm. because there's so many world-class kind of researchers that we we have here and we, and we are lucky mm -hmm. in, that, in that extent um but i want to move on and talk about the working hospitals as well yeah how how important is that for your studies oh i think it's absolutely crucial i mean beyond that it's for convenience sake i mean i bring my own pets there and i know that they're getting great care i know the whole entire teaching staff i know that everyone there is going to do a great job um and i think that that sort of being on both sides of the wall as it were is really valuable learning experience just in terms of client communication and everything like that, even just beyond sort of your regular veterinary education is seeing both sides of that, I think is huge. Plus anything hands-on learning, you know, is right there at your fingertips whenever you want. There's tons and tons of specialists who are absolutely fantastic in their field who are working right across the street from you. And, you know, in lecture all the time, a professor will say, oh, and we have an example of this, it's in the hospital right now. And it really brings it home. Um, when you're learning things that, okay, this is something that is happening today right here. And, you know, so I better know about it. <laughs> and I guess it gives you a lot of confidence and experience for maybe when you start undertaking these procedures by yourself, you know, mm -hmm. after a couple of years and that you've, you've maybe shadowed someone and you know what you're going into. Totally. And yeah. And because you're getting so much hands-on experience, it, it puts everyone on the same sort of level because a lot of veteran, I don't know, but a lot of the veterinary things that you're learning, you need to, it's practical skills. You need to have learned how to do them by hand. Yeah. And I think the opportunity that you get when you have a teaching hospital here is that they can make sure that you've learned that and to their same high standards, no matter who you are or what your interest is, um, including like for myself, I'm interested in being a large animal vet. But at the same time, you know, you still need to know how to neuter a dog properly and they can be there and make sure that everyone is getting that same level of expertise in it yeah. across the board. I think it's also great in terms of you can do a lot of EMS opportunities here with specialists. Um, and that's something that isn't afforded to every veterinary student ever, especially because these schools or these veterinary hospitals are quite diverse in what they specialize in. And so you can get a really in-depth taster for a bunch of different things. EMS? Uh, extramural studies. All right. Perfect. Sorry. Thank you. Just for, you know, <laughs> totally. the non-experts among yeah. us. Um, I want to kind of move away from that a little bit and ask yeah. you about the health system that you've got in place here yeah because we don't have that in george square campus no. where i'm from and it's you know maybe something we had in high school but mm -hmm. so how, how does that work here the health system i think is most useful for the main cohort of students because it's such a huge group of people that it sort of is a great way to facilitate friendships when you don't know anybody i think it's 
can be intimidating when there's a huge group of people and you don't know anybody, where do you even start making friends? And so I think if you're subdivided a little bit and may or may not kind of be friends with those people for your entire thing, but at least then you have a good start. Um, but the main use of being in a house is it connects people who you know have the same personal tutor as you, which is huge. And the personal tutor, they're quite important for easing you into university life as well. You can go to these guys with any questions that you have or you know any, any worries at all about either personal things or to do with the course. Yeah, it, they're huge. It's any question you have, whether it be administrative or yeah, exactly mental health or anything like that at all, you can totally go to them and they're really great. And a bunch of my friends' personal tutors have even connected them to research opportunities or huge kind of opportunities outside of the very strict sort of veterinary curriculum in and of itself. And it's been amazing to see what roads a personal tutor can lead you down yeah that's amazing just yeah. have, knowing someone in, in the field and then i guess getting to know them on a more personal mm -hmm. level you know that you know you maybe see lectures quite often but maybe it's just in a professional setting where they you know teach you and, and then move on but i yeah. guess someone like this is kind of you get the best of both worlds in that sense yeah and you know that they know you too i think there's a lot of yeah. professors you have who are fantastic and amazing but and you know who they are completely and you could read their entire research gate or whatever yeah, yeah. but they don't necessarily have like a personal repertoire with you yeah whereas your personal tutor is at least one person who you know knows you back yeah if that makes sense yeah oh i mean and it and it is good for just getting into you know student life and, and just having that kind of support system as well and, mm -hmm. and we will talk a bit more about kind of the wider university of edinburgh and, and the support system that they do offer in in episode four yeah i believe because you know you've got things like the advice place and mm -hmm. and you know there's there's always people to contact if you want so we'll yeah. we'll touch on that a little bit later um i just want to switch the conversation over a little bit uh, i met up with professor david argyle a little earlier who's the mm -hmm. head of the uh, vet school so i was surprised he had the time to meet up with me but he was very lovely and we had a little bit of a uh, conversation about easterbush campus <laughs> I'm very happy to be sat right now with Professor David Argyle and to introduce him to the show. David uh, is a head of the Royal Dick School, so I know you're busy, so thank you very much for taking some time to uh, very welcome. join us. Um, so in this episode, we're just talking a little bit about the campus and all the facilities, and it was just built in 2011, was it? Well, the campus has been here for a lot longer than that. The university took over this campus in the 1940s, um, and... For the vet school, we had our equine unit out here and we moved the small animal practice out here actually in 2000. Um, so the small animal hospital and the equine unit and the field station and what was the Centre for Tropical Veterinary Medicine, which was opened in 1931, was all here. And the main part of the campus, the sort of preclinical teaching was done at Summer Hall. Um, and then we took a strategic decision in about 2005. I mean, our concern with Summer Hall was that it just wasn't fit for purpose anymore, mm. you know, and we'd have to spend an awful lot of money getting, you know, in, in the right shape for students. 
So we took a very sort of global view that we wanted to be the very best vet school in the world, uh, a centre for animal bioscience research. And we took a plan to the university, the principal of the university at the time, to say we want to invest heavily on this campus. He and the rest of the university's team thought it was that was a really good idea to do. <laughs> and they committed, you know, that we would spend over 10 or 15 years, nearly £300 million, putting a campus that was, um, you know, really at the forefront of veterinary science and and so we had a long-term strategic plan we moved everything out here in 2011 and we've still got more things to do and then we've increased the campus since then so but but we're in a very very good shape right now yeah and as you say there has been a huge investment Mm -hmm. put into you know everything going around Mm -hmm. here how vital is it for students then to have those top of the range facilities available to them? Well, it is incredibly important. I mean, I, I mean, I do say you know buildings are fine, but actually it's the people that make the campus. So we've invested heavily in people as well. We've brought some incredible uh, educators, veterinarians, teachers from around the world to this campus to to um, to work here. The facilities are incredibly important because we need to be at the forefront of, of teaching and research. We need to be able to provide state-of-the-art for uh, education and making sure our students are exposed to the very best and also preparing them for the workplace and also making a really nice place for people to study and work. So we see the space as an enabler, not as, you know, just a single entity, but we see that to enable community building and making sure that uh, students have a good time, but also exposed to, you know, the very best that's on offer. That's a really good point. Um, And actually, you're a trained veterinarian yourself. Um, So they say. (laughs) And talking a bit about your your role as a head of school Mm -hmm. here, um, what kind of lessons have you learned from actually being out in the field yourself? And what have you then taken into into your role? Well, I've been incredibly fortunate over my career that I've had some very good mentors and people that have looked after me. Um, I was trained incredibly well, I think, and I had a a good um, time in practice and I worked in practice for a a number of years and then moved into uh, 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 the vet school academic environment. And um, what, what have I brought with me? Well, one, I think mentorship is incredibly important. So you have to be able to guide people and look after people, both staff and students. So that's really important. But also... Um, I, I think it's really important for um, what's really important I think is is making sure we've got a really good community on this campus but that community that we develop you know really spreads all over the world now because all of our graduates and staff that go on and do other things you know are all part still part of the family and so what I what I hope that I've tried to do is bring together a strong community and provide a platform for people to succeed in which is what was given to me yeah when we've done a couple of other recordings mm-hmm. earlier today and yesterday everyone has talked about this kind of dick vet community mm-hmm. that they've got here mm-hmm. and so it is is mm-hmm. you know well that's good nice that people hear. talk about it that's yeah good for sure and it's not just the the courses that are taught, but we've mm-hmm. got things like the Roslyn Institute and uh, Jean Marshig International Centre for mm-hmm. um, Animal Welfare, Welfare Education. Mm-hmm. How how important is that to the students and uh, that all these things come to, mm-hmm. to together to benefit their students? Well, in in two thousand and eight, we took a strategic decision to incorporate the Roslyn Institute into the school. It was a, a an institute that had been largely funded through government, and we brought them along. They have incredible expertise in 
genetics and genomics and in infectious disease, which is very well with our uh, program of research, you know, in, in terms of global food security, livestock research and, and through into companion animal. So it was a natural fit for them. And we do provide research led education. So we like to think that the that what what we're doing is providing an education that is being delivered by the very best people who are driving the research at the sharp yeah. end as well. So the Rosalind's are incredibly important for that and you know intimately linked with all the educational facilities. The Jeanne Marchic Centre again um, it does a huge amount in terms of supporting um, and promoting animal welfare, not only on our courses, but also globally as well. They're involved in many countries across the world trying to raise standards of animal welfare right through from wildlife through to companion animals, through to horses and, and, and livestock. And then we have you know, the Centre for Conservation, uh, Wildlife Conservation, Conservation Genetics, again, incredibly important from the point of view of planetary resilience. So I think we're providing a pretty complete package for students to find their niche yeah and i think it makes us more unique Mm -hmm. than anyone else because we do have these centers and research groups i think what you're saying is we're the very best in the world which i would obviously wholeheartedly agree with you on so going back to to your role as head of school Mm -hmm. is there a particular kind of ethos or, or mission that you strive to achieve i mean there's 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 lots really i strongly believe in community um i strongly believe that we are um here to do two fundamental things we're here to educate the next generation uh, and we're here to advance knowledge and those two things are intimately linked and and so that's the kind of plan i've always had is that we link research we link research with the clinics we link uh, research with teaching and we link clinics with teaching and research and that is the platform that we that we have so that is the basic ethos of, of, of our sort of our educational mission. In, in terms of other things, you know, we've, we've tried to create, again, community on this campus where everybody has a voice and every, everybody has an opinion uh, and that we can support one another, um, both uh, academically but socially as well. And just finally, mm-hmm. I just wondered if there's any kind of words of wisdom that you would personally like to give to any student who's looking to, to come here to study? Well, um, all I can say is that, that any student that comes to this campus, I would hope would have, um, you know, an incredible time, both educationally and socially. Um, they're not only joining one of the best uh, schools in the country, but also joining one of the best universities. Um, and Edinburgh is an incredible university um, to study at. And they would have, a, and, and Edinburgh is a great city um, uh, to live in. The degree from Edinburgh University and the degree from the vet school is like MasterCard and Visa. It's accepted worldwide and is something that's, you you know, it it will go through their entire career as being a very positive thing. In terms of words of wisdom, uh, never become a head of school. Uh, go and do something that is far more lucrative and far less stressful uh, and there are more, much more wonderful things to do but some of us have to do the job thank you very much for, for okay, joining you're very welcome thank, thank you, you. <laughs> and that was professor david argyle that i was speaking to there it's really great to have a a wee chat with them. Um, now back to Zoe. In terms of location for the East of Bush campus, because we are a little bit 
out of the way from maybe Central Campus or mm-hmm. George Square. But I genuinely don't see that as as a bad thing. No. Do you? I mean, no, I made the decision when I was starting here. I live out of town. I don't live in the city. Um, so my commute is 15 minutes by bike. So it takes me no time to get to school. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't even feel that at all. But I think that it's great for the people who do live in the city because they get the best of both worlds, especially in terms of we're close to the Pentlands. There's tons of hiking and hill walking and you know, great running routes and everything like that all around here. Um, you know, if you're interested in agriculture, it's, it's all out here. You're not going to find any of that in the city. Yeah. And I guess it does mean that there's room for, you know, the buildings and the space that we have Mm -hmm. and and the surroundings and then, you know, room for further development as well, which is really exciting. And it is really beautiful too, which is always a plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right at the foot of the Pentland Hills. It's beautiful. Um, so we've got the gardens as well, which Mm -hmm. you often see a lot of patients walk, walking their dogs and stuff, which is always a big plus. Yeah. Got Bush Estate as well. Just a couple of minutes down the road, Mm -hmm. you know, you always see staff and students walking there to clear their head, you know, it's been a busy day. Yeah. So it, it is lovely. It is lovely, without a doubt. And um, there's a number of bus services as well to oh, get yeah. here from. And it's about a 25-minute drive from George Square. So it is easy to get to. You've got all the bike facilities as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always cycle into town yeah. I have to. It's you've got faster than bus. Bike locks and the showers and everything if you need to. And yes. It's great. And also, you can get a subsidized bus pass. Yes. If big, that's what you big want. Big time. Yeah. Um, so we talked about running a little bit there and kind of the roots around it i'm going to veer that in a very uh <laughs> very smooth transition yeah. until the gym facilities that oh, we have on campus absolutely beautiful i don't know if you use them at yes. all yeah i was there twice yesterday and once this morning so twice <laughs> showing everyone else up <laughs> they run free classes yeah um, if you're a member then you get all of your classes free so they have spin classes they do all sorts of whatever you would want boxing they have they have you know all your classic um, like high intensity interval training classes and everyone who works there knows everyone who works out there by name and they're all super friendly and really supportive yeah and that's I think there's two two or three that run each day um, and that's really great and that's in, integrated already into your membership as well so yeah. it's, it's a no brainer exactly. if you want to do it they also I know at the moment they've got things like the learn to run program mm-hmm. things like that and it's just little these little things that you know the, yeah. the staff really do make classes. the effort yoga class yeah. a lot of mindfulness sessions uh-huh. as well yeah it, it is really great that they ha- they have all these yeah I think they recognize that because we're outside of the city a little bit it it's not feasible for you to go into town at lunchtime and then right back out again if you have a yeah. one hour, two yeah. hour break. So anything that you would do in the city during that time, you can totally do here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's um, no inconvenience at it all. It is only open to Edinburgh Uni staff and yeah, students as so well. it's never busy. Unlike uh, maybe the Pleasance Gym, which is, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic facility. It's uh-huh. massive. But I think... What I really like about the Easter Bush one, it is a bit quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're not really waiting to get on any machines or anything yeah, like that. Even at, like, peak times, I don't in yeah. two years, I don't think I've waited for a treadmill once. Yeah. Like, it's, there's always something available. Yeah. And that's open seven till seven, is it? As far as I know, yeah. Uh, no, and I, I think it's pretty affordable as well, which is another really good thing. It's yeah. about 82 quid for the year, 82 pounds sterling. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. For the year, which is about six quid a month 
yeah thereabouts maybe a bit more a bit uh-huh. less but it, yeah it's a great facility that mm-hmm. we've got um and then i think through that you can also go to pleasant's gym off peak times which is week weekends mm-hmm. or i think six to half two i don't even know that there you go that's you can a good get fact i'll have to yeah. use that yeah Huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, new every day. I mean, uh, maybe not useful if, if you're here the majority of your well, time. No, but, but when if you I happen go to be in, in town for yeah, something, it's great. It's not like I'm there during peak hours. That's yeah. good to know. Um, so, another thing about kind of the healthy living mm-hmm. um, side of it is the canteens that we've got on site. Yes. Um, and there's two. Yeah. Which, uh, when I first came here, I was quite surprised. I was kind of assumed, yeah, they'll have a canteen. I didn't realize. Um, that you know you wouldn't have to walk far if you're over in Roslyn they've mm-hmm. got one in Roslyn one here in the William Dick building mm-hmm. and kind of the variety that they offer as well I thought was really surprising yeah they have a good variety and they always have a few different options so you can always you know yeah kind of go hard if you want to and eat all your chips <laughs> or you can totally you know have a healthy wrap or whatever no it's great they've got I mean a whole host of sandwiches and yeah. bagels and paninis and everything yeah. and also I'm I'm quite into the vegetarian options that mm-hmm. they have. Um, you know, they've always got one really good, at least one mm-hmm. really good hot, you know, main meal yeah. vegetarian thing, which a couple of years ago, they you wouldn't have in a, in a lot of places. So it's no. really good. Or even even vegan, you know, yeah. suit all the dietary requirements. And yeah. a lot of the time it's, yeah, it's the main meal and it's it's good. Totally. No, they're, they're really good. Also the... Uh, sure blueberry muffins <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> Recommend I, I always get the cookies oh, really? yeah my friend has a secret though where I, sh- I probably shouldn't even put this on here but um she microwaves the muffins and it's like they came out of the oven you heard it here first yeah and there's a bunch of microwaves around so really yeah i need to keep that she in puts mind. them in i can't remember she'll she would give you like her precise formula it's like really? however many seconds kind of thing but see this is kind of information you get in the dick vet podcast <laughs> that you, you need to know before coming to university that's right. you wouldn't I mean, you just wouldn't even succeed. Otherwise. You wouldn't even think about it. Adam. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, we mentioned a little bit there, kind of the some of the mindfulness kind of programs they've got here. I remember reading on one. There's a pause and reflect, and I don't know if there's pause and reflect as well. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it pause, pause was uh, a therapeutic session with dogs. Yes. Pause was with cats. Yes. Not as sinister, <laughs> not sinister as, as, as the cats. name. Yeah, as the name yeah. suggests. Um, yeah, I have done the pause and reflect and it's fantastic. I mean, it's at exam time when you just need to take a minute. And I think especially when you're studying veterinary medicine and you are learning about sick animals all the time, it's so nice to get the opportunity to go and see healthy ones <laughs> and just hang out with fluffy animals for a bit. Who wouldn't love that? Exactly. I know we'll talk about in the wider uh, University of Edinburgh yeah. episode, but there's kind of always alpacas at random times coming into the George Square campus. That's so you amazing. can kind of, yeah, they really look after your students in exam time. They understand the stresses that go on yeah, um, and kind of the pressure to, mm-hmm. to do well, because that's why we're all here. Yeah, totally. Well, I think we've covered pretty much everything we wanted to uh, today. Um, I really hope you've learned a little bit more about the campus. I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's maybe dampened some of the concerns that you may have had uh, leading up to applying for university or if you you know you're coming uh, any concerns that, that you had in regards to that be- because it is quite a natural thing to be to be worried oh totally I know I was <laughs> I mean I moved from a foreign country to get here so yeah definitely of course. concerns there I just moved a couple of hours down the road that's <laughs> you know it's a universal um, experience We've got a lot more to talk about in the series. Uh, The next episode will be about the veterinary medicine course where I'll be speaking to Susan Rind, 
who is the chair of veterinary education and i believe zoe will be joining me again sounds good to me i look forward to it um and if you are thinking about becoming a vet that is a, a really important episode i think to kind of tune into um, and one you won't want to miss to keep up to date with all the going ons at easter bush be sure to give us a like on facebook we can be found at the royal dick school of veterinary studies on twitter and instagram uh, the vet school is the dick vet Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you've learned something important today. Thank you very much to my guest, Professor David Argyle, and to Zoe. Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back very soon with a brand new episode focusing on the University of Edinburgh's veterinary medicine degree. Until then, goodbye. (laughs) 